All right. All right. How are we doing today, Colin? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, man? I am doing good, and I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear this. And now, Colin, if you would like, at any point in time, either before or after, feel free to drop your social media so that everybody knows who you are and they can reach out. Because you'd be surprised. A lot of people are actually on this right now, and it's actually really neat. Oh, shit. All right. So, oh, wait. I'm a, well, I should probably try to avoid profanity here. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, <laughs> this is not a child podcast. This is for budding, inspired adults. They can handle a cuss word or two. They'll be All okay. Right, word. So this is the You Are the Main Character podcast, right? And today we're going to talk about what are we going to talk about, Colin? All right. So today we're going to talk about something that um, I actually wanted. What made me think about this was in your Snakes on a Plane podcast, you kind of touched on this, but you are not alone. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. 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 Um, what about what about the You Are Not Alone? Did you want to touch about? I wanted to touch up on. I wanted to talk about how like even even when you you feel like you're alone or you feel like you have nobody. Maybe you're a total introvert. Maybe you feel like everybody's walked out on you. Maybe you have a toxic family that you don't like to work with, and so you feel like you don't have family. You don't have anybody. You're still not alone. There are still people who will help you at the drop of a hat in a heartbeat. Like Okay. Okay, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's a good that's a good conversation starter. Oh um, yeah. I definitely agree with you. I think a hard part for a lot of people to understand is that the people are out there in the first place. I think a lot of times when people are in those bad situations, I can speak to you as an introvert. I've been there. Uh, I'm sure you've been there as well. Family's been tough. We probably know a little bit something about that together. I think a lot of times when you're in these situations, it's hard to understand that people are reaching out for you. I can't speak for you and you let me know when I finish this sentence how it is for you, but I know that when I was in a dark place, when I was in a bad place, I know every time someone tried to be positive around me, my brain would kind of twist it in a negative light, right? Like I would be like, they would say something simple as like, hey, I could help you get a job. And my first thought, right, would be like, what are you saying? I'm poor, I'm broke, like, what are you saying? I'm not doing enough in life, like what, what's wrong? But looking back at that, I realized that a lot of those people that I lashed out on when I was younger and upset, they were literally just trying to help. So it's just like, I think I think you're right on that there are people always out there for you, but how do we help people understand that? How do we help people realize that people are out there? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a that's definitely a tough one. Um, and I get what you were saying about like how you know you, you twist it in a negative light uh, because excuse me because like you're good. Um, my current girlfriend, you know, she she has a habit of doing that. Um, so because I am, you know, in an intimate relationship with her, I can personally say to her, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing that self victimization again. You know, this, that's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm just saying I can help you do this because, you know, like, let's say, let's, let's say the scenario is, you know, I say, I can help you get a job and she goes, what are you saying? I'm poor. You saying I'm a deadbeat. You saying all this stuff. And then I can tell her, no, I just, bleh. (laughs) <laughs> I just said I wanted to I wanted to help you get a job because you said the other day, you know, you were looking for a job and I know some places that are hiring, you know, and um, but it is it is really easy to give in to that negativity. Uh, so so for me personally, 
I, I just want to relate kind of to what you said earlier real quick. Um, when I'm in that negative place, when I'm in that dark place, um, when people say positive things okay. to me, okay, I like that. I sometimes like that. I'll twist it, right? Like, I think we all do that. We're all guilty of doing that at some point or another. But really, for me, it just bounces off of me. Like, it doesn't even reach home. It... It just, yeah, it just kind of, um, the picture, like, the image that I get in my head when I'm thinking about these people being positive, being uplifting to me while I'm in a really dark place is, like, their words are flying through the air, and then there's, like, this black dome around me, and they just kind of slide up and around mm. the dome, and I'm at the center of that dome, and they don't, they don't touch me. Like, I see them. No, I for sure. There. I definitely get that. I definitely get that. So when people are trying to help you out, right? It's like you they have this despair, this kind of like barrier of despair around. It's like, nah, strong, nah, I'm good. Know? So it never even makes it to you. So you don't even have time to twist it because it never even gets into your little territory, like mentally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how do you go about beating that personally? Yeah, basically, actually, that's that's exactly what it is. How I go about beating that personally, um, when I'm not doing the unhealthy coping mechanism of just trying to ride it out, um, I'm very visual, like, um, uh, as in my martial arts training, you know, I would meditate, I would do image training where I would imagine if I was trying to learn a new technique, I would sit and okay. meditate on it I and like I would that. imagine okay. the movement. And then I'd be able to mimic that movement after I'd run through it mentally a couple times. I've always been very visual. So what I do is when I see that big pitch black dome around me, you know. Okay, so it's uh, kind of like a, a parallel to like the actual moment in life. Like you're looking for something better or something to cling on to to get that positive light back. And I'll start, I like that. I'll start That's actually really nice. That's a really good idea. You know, I never thought about doing to, uh, it like that. I have my own way of doing it, it, but that's really cool. Is there anything else you want to add to that exact really thing right there? Down to. I'll start moving. I'll stop staying in one place. Yep. Uh, well, um, I guess I could say, you know, it's a meditation technique I kind of taught myself back, uh, a couple years ago after I got my heart broken and I got really soul searchy and all that stuff. Um, I taught myself this meditation technique where if I felt a certain way, I would imagine, again, you know, images, that's just how my brain operates, these tunnels all around me. And going into each of these tunnels are strings that are attached to me, and each string represents a different emotion. So what I'm feeling, I start following that string down that tunnel to its source. And, um, you know, uh, that's actually kind of how I discovered that um, people are almost never actually angry, right? Uh, or they're never actually angry about what they're saying they're angry about. Something that in my experience anyway, that they, uh, this is kind of off topic, I apologize, but 
something that they think is menial or small hurt them or you know affected them in a negative way and they didn't want to okay. talk about it because they felt like everybody was just going to say oh you know you're being over dramatic you're overreacting it's not that serious whatever you know invalidating them and so they 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 start looking for something to actually lash out about something that's more understandable to be angry about okay, okay. you know i actually uh, so don't I think that that's really off topic at all because right now right how to not be ashamed we're talking of about the hell i was figuring out by. that somebody's always like, out yes, there for you and like, in that moment period, you're talking you know? about um, finding and that's also kind of what that what anger is really about I and i actually think that's kind of i think that actually aligns perfectly because i think that a lot of times when people think that no one's around right hear me out i think it has nothing to do with the actual fact of the matter in life right because if no one was around you to help you out we wouldn't even be making it to where we are right your parents your family your friends relatives significant others intimate people councils groups whatever you're in no matter what it is whether it be a guild or a collective people have lifted you up to the moment you're in and you find yourself upset you find yourself alone because you're like where's my help where's the compassion where's the support and like you said a lot of times when people are angry it's not actually at that thing they're angry about well i think that goes in line with this because a lot of times when people feel alone it has nothing to do with no one being around them i think that's a perfect analogy i think that's a perfect parallel it's like here you are with the best support group ever you got all these great people around you but you yourself are being pulled down by something else very specific it could be like you said heartbreak we're men right heartbreak is just not for us we don't we don't i i don't think i've ever met a guy that does heartbreak well you know i don't know if that's a gender issue thing but i personally don't think i've ever met a man who gets heartbroken and bounces back and they're like yeah you know what this is fine this is fine i'll be okay tomorrow no no it's just like it gets worse right like we've even seen memes about it it's like the the woman or the girl or the guy 2021 live your best life the other person bounces back a little bit better and yeah. they're okay a couple weeks a couple months but you you're you're, you're torn i've i've been there i've had a significant other nope. and a year later i'm still thinking about them and you know i was like that's not fair to the person i'm with currently but i can't do anything about it because it's like what do you want me to do like just turn my brain off like it's, it's just yep. there you know but I think I think what you said is perfect. I think that that's exactly what it is. We get brought down by something yep. else. We get torn down by something else. And the first thing we do is blame all the wrong things, right? We're like, oh, well, the people around yep. me are not there for me. I've never had help. I've never had support. You know, we're saying this while somebody's putting up a GoFundMe for us. We're saying this while somebody's helping us with school, helping Literally. us with our work. Someone's motivating us. Someone's in our corner. And we're saying this, and we don't mean to be unfair. But when we say this, we're being unfair to them, but we're not thinking about them. We're just thinking about the fact that we're hurt. So I, I like that. I like what you said. I, I think I think that works perfectly. I think that's exactly the issue. We get hurt and we don't think, oh, there's somebody around there for us. We're, we're just thinking like, we got here in the first place. If, we, if there were people around us, we wouldn't have gotten here in the first place. And I don't know, how do you fix that thought? How do you, how do you remind yourself that the people are always around you? I know we as people, right? by ourselves can reach yes. out and grab those people. We can reach out and find that happy moment in that dome. We can reach out and think about something positive. But I think maybe, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think maybe, and feel free to disagree, I think maybe the people around us need to also help out. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if you've ever noticed, 
but I think I've noticed this. I've been in good circles with good positive people who do look out. You need to go somewhere and you're hungry, nobody sweats paying for it and no one brings it up again. You're going through a situation and everybody covers you, everybody talks to you, everybody makes sure you're good, everybody motivates you, gets you in the gym, what you need to do. And even though these circles are healthy, even though these circles are good, I've noticed that sometimes, no matter how healthy and good a circle can be, nobody's equipped to handle you at your lowest moment. And I know it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, it's not their job. But at the same time, the moment we step into someone's life, I think we have a role to play with each other in helping each other get somewhere, right? And it's like kind of like the title, you are the main character. If you're both the main characters in your own series, there's gonna be a moment where you get taken down, right? Like you've seen One Piece, you've seen Naruto, you've seen Bleach, you're gonna get knocked down. There's nothing you can do about it. And someone's gonna come up and they might yep. be the main character in their own series, but right now for you, they're a side character and they're gonna show up and they're gonna lift you right back up. And that's gonna be the reason you did it. And I think that's a perfect, example of you're not alone but at the same time i think that's a discussion about how we as people need to reach out how do you feel like we can learn to reach out better and help people yep Okay, so um, I agree that uh, we also need to do a better job of reaching out to people, right? Um, okay, I like that. I see what you're doing. Okay. So how we as people can do better is like, it's amazing how fast people being at their lowest moment comes out when you're just having a, con a casual conversation with them, right? Like, you know, you ask them how they are and they're like, oh yeah, I'm fine. You know, it's a knee-jerk reaction. That That's our reaction to how are you feeling. Um, I've started asking my friends, you know, how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? You know, it, is there anything oh, I can I like do that. to help you? You know, I'm not asking, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, small talk conversation starter. No, like I'm genuinely asking you. And you know, sometimes I still get the knee jerk reaction. Oh yeah, I'm fine. But then we start talking, you know, and something that I do like a bonding uh, ritual for me with the people around me is we go out to eat. It doesn't matter which one of us pays, just I like to go out to eat with my friends. And um, usually while we're eating, you know, stuff comes out. They're like, oh yeah, this happened, that happened. And they they drop it like it's just a light thing. Right? Okay, yeah, no, no, like I get that 100%. 100%, like 100%. Like no I like that, I like that a lot. Deal. And they'll phrase it like it's no big deal. It's up to us to be able to filter out them like being, them shielding this no, that's for sure. That's for sure. In their life behind. Oh, yeah, it's no from. big deal. We have to be able to pick that out. We have to be able to go, whoa, whoa, hang on, slow down there, chief. That sounds like a big deal to me. Like, and, you know, sometimes people aren't ready to talk about it. People aren't ready to listen about it. And when that happens, if you try to help them at yeah. that point. Ah, okay. The right word. The identify. I like that. I like that. That's a good word. That's a good word. And so you don't mind me you, grabbing that because I actually yeah, like so that a lot. Try to push um, that topic, no, that's really push, good. You know, that's really hey, good. You know, that's you're really in a bad good. spot. Um, I like the identify because, you know, it's funny. I was, that's, that's funny. You're killing me with that. That's beautiful. I like that because I was just thinking about that while you were talking. I'm like, okay. I mean, I see you're coming from Colin well. yeah you definitely reach out help him but how do you know when to help him and you said identify so I like that a lot um 
I definitely agree with you about the filtering thing, though. I think it is interesting how people definitely will say things that are very, very scary in the most normal light. Like, you'll be talking to someone and just like out of nowhere, like, you know, you get comfortable with them. Like you said, go out to eat, grab a bite with people. And I think that's a great idea, by the way. I think that's an amazing idea. We're very similar in how we check people. I see that. I usually will do the same thing. I like say, you want to get something to eat? You know, it's a, kind of like a trap, right? They come out to eat. You know, once you're eating, you kind of like let your guard down. And, you know, you do it because you kind of know something is wrong, right? So you take them to some spot they really like. And they're like, yeah, I love it here. And they're talking to you casually. You're having a good time. And next thing you know, they're like, yeah, man, I miss rent. And I'm about to get kicked out. And you're like, oh, wait a second. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's like, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. And they're like, what? And I'm like, bro, why you ain't saying nothing? Or girl, why you ain't saying nothing? And then, you know, they start getting a little defensive. They're like, oh, well, you know, this, that, and it's like, listen. I don't know about you, but I don't have a million dollars to help everybody with. <laughs> if I did, trust me, I'd be out here blessing everyone. But what I do have, right, is resources, you know? And I think a lot of people will be in these situations yep. where they feel like no one can help them because it's just like a big number financially, or they feel like no one can help them because it's something that literally they feel like only they can deal with. And I don't think people realize how oftentimes you know what is that saying it's not yeah, about what not. you know it's about who you know <laughs> i don't think people realize how much that comes into play i'm not gonna drop names but it's like if someone come came to me and if someone ever does come to me because they hear this and they want to get a potential chance to play football i don't like football colin but i do personally know a d1 coach who i'm on great terms with and someone's like oh i can't i can't I can't get into football anymore or I hurt myself. And I'm like, oh, you know, you know I might be able to open some doors real yeah. quick. You know what I mean? But people are so afraid of leaning on people. And I think that's the issue is that people are so terrified that like it's going to be a big issue. And it's like it's, so, it's the weirdest thing because a lot of times, at least to me, I don't know about you, but a lot of times it's not even a financial issue. It's not even like a oh, big man. issue. Sometimes it's as simple as their mood. There's their state of being somebody passed and that's a big deal but it's something that can be handled you know like mm -hmm. let's go talk let's go walk hey you know what i see where you're coming from like come to the gym with me or like hey we're gonna start we're gonna start going on hikes it's things that could really be handled with a little conversation but it's so hard to get people to open up unless you're good at it and i think that that should be a great highlight for this i think yep. learning how to get people to open up is really important because a lot of people lie people lie about the dumbest things when it only could help them people lie about things that are only hurting them i've had friends lie to my face i found out afterwards where i'm like are you hungry and they're starving and they don't want to say anything because they don't have money and, I, and i'm and i'm disgusted because i'm like i asked you because i was gonna pay anyway like please tell me the truth but like yeah. you said you have to take them somewhere you have to talk to them and it doesn't matter what the issue is you have to open them up and i think that could be really difficult so for you personally how do you feel you learned how to open somebody up how do you feel like you got into that habit yep Um, geez, um, most of the time, you know, it just comes out, um, 
and, and, and that really defended like oh, okay, and, that, and that's a good. I love doing. It. I love hearing that too. You know, what I mean, that's really beautiful thing. That's a beautiful how thing. How I learned how to do it. Uh, I'm definitely self-taught, but I can't remember how I taught myself. I do remember that taking them out to eat is of course big, is a big play in it, especially if you offer to pay. You know, like um, I, I don't know how many times I've been like, hey, I'm hungry. You want something to eat? And they're like, oh, I don't have money. And I'm like, well, that's not what I asked. Like, yeah. Uh, Um, taking them out to eat is a big one because you know we we need food to survive, right? So when you eat with somebody, especially of course, of if course. you're hungry, you know this person's helping you live. Like yeah, maybe you have food at the house and you're gonna feed yourself anyway, but this person is still making that gesture to like feed you, to like make sure you're good, and that can be really disarming. Um, I also apparently am just a really easy person to approach. Uh, this last Yu-Gi-Oh tournament that I judged, actually, because, you know, I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh judge and all that stuff. I don't know why, but, like, I was the only judge that players walked up to and talked to after every round. Or they would walk up and talk to me while I was just walking the floor. They didn't do that to any of the other judges. I guess I'm just a very approachable person when I want to be. Um, I've heard the opposite, too, but, like, my experience tells me that I'm pretty approachable. So, like, um, and I just try... I try my best to be the change that I want to see in the world, right? Like, I try my best to spread positivity, to spread light, but, like, still check you if you're fucking up. And, um, maybe that's what makes me easy to talk to. Maybe it's just, like, they know that I'm not a judgmental person. Maybe, or I try not to be. I should rephrase that. Um, and I, I will never judge a person for their problems if they come to me about them right um and i i try not to judge people for it when they don't come to me about it but sometimes i catch myself doing that and that's a habit i'm trying to break is like sometimes i'll have this thought that's like well how about you just don't do that and then i think or like i think wow you're dumb for that and then i'm like wait why am i thinking like that you know like why why am i being so judgmental of this person's situation like that's not that's not really my place and so i try i'm trying to like reprogram that in myself right now but, okay. um, I like that. I like that a lot. I like yeah, that. I, think, I, I actually think, a lot of it has to do with think like, I have an answer for you. If you want people um, to be able to open up to you, and I like that a lot. Did you start said, when you, you said? You know, MJ said. You know, when I'm you said the man in the mirror, it's because you come off as approachable. But us, some people have told you differently. I've had the exact same experience. And at first, like I was jokingly making a racial thing. Is it because I'm black? But then I realized, all jokes aside, that it was other black people too, and it had nothing to do with race. I think I figured it out, and maybe this can help you. It helped me, but I think it has to do with the fact that you are approachable. I think a lot of people, and this is what I've been able to hear from a couple of people, are very intimidated by it. Whenever I talk to people and I walk up to them, they're like, and I asked them, like, why Why were you so weird the first time I walked up to you? Why did you freeze up like a deer? And they're like, because you just talk to me like we're best friends. You talk to me like we're family. You talk to me like you know me. And it's like, by the end of the conversation, I'm agreeing with it. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's my cousin Dave. Or, oh, there's Dave I've known for a while. And I think a lot of people are scared to get to that level. They're like terrified of what it must be like to be that comfortable with somebody i have a good friend of mine she's a woman a uh, beautiful black woman her name is erica and she's so cool she's so cool and i remember i saw her in class the first day and i wanted to be her friend i knew it from the way she talked i was like we got to be partners we got to be cool and so when i talked to her 
she looked at me like I was a weirdo. And I'm like, what did, oh, damn, what did I do? I hope she didn't think I was flirting. I came <laughs> off as a weirdo. And then she finds me, right? She finds me uh, after class the next day. And she comes to me. And she's like, you are cool. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Okay. And this is all in this is all in high school, mind you. This is all high school, mind you. It's ironic enough because I met another cool Erica in college, but that's a different story. So this is all high school. She meets me after class, and she's like, you're cool. And I'm like, oh, thank you. She's like, oh, I'm sorry for how I came off early. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I, she, I don't know. Like, you just were comfortable. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then I started realizing that when people see you as comfortable, it can terrify them. And that's a weird thing to Word. hear. But I think that people are so used to seeing people and you know you kind of see that static that gray of like non-existentness it's like neutrality like when people look around in the world they see a bunch of gray blobs on the road you know what i mean like when you it's like kind of like a comic panel superheroes are fighting in the streets and then you have all these people just walking to and from work you know for people they don't realize it but they're the dynamic character there they're the colored character and they see everybody as a gray blob and i think that's something we got to stop doing as people but that's a whole nother thing which we should definitely touch on later but what is important there, to me at least, is that the moment you're giving off that energy to, the moment you're colored, the moment they're like, oh, this is, a, this is a real person talking to me. It seems like some people just get that deer in headlight syndrome. They don't know how to act. You yep. haven't done anything wrong. A lot of times they'll come back, and I'm sure this has happened to you, and they're like, you know, thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for talking to me. I just had someone do it to me, and I really appreciated that. They came back and they let me know. But I for think sure. that's what it is, genuinely. I think people are so unused to that reaching out from random people or even good friends. I think people kind of live a day-to-day -day on a sequence, and they're just expecting wake up, do this, go to bed, wake up, do this, go to bed, that the moment they wake up, do this, get cut off by somebody, even though it's a good reason, they're like flabbergasted, you know? It's kind of like, um, we always joked about it. At least I know I joked about it. You can let me know if you joked about it. But I remember back in TV shows, the kids were always like, why do they let them power up? Why don't they cut them off? And um, I remember in Dragon Ball, actually, a lot of people watch Dragon Ball, so I can use this one. I don't know, have you seen Super? So, I remember I cackled watching Super because you know there's that scene where the guy's powering up and Android um, 17 just stops it. Just, just in the middle of nowhere, just starts beating him. Beating him like a dusty bag. I was like, what? What? This is a Dragon Ball? You're not gonna tell me I watched Gohan yell for 30 minutes just to achieve Super yeah. Saiyan 2 for the first time for y'all to sit there I and be like, nah, Android, Android 17 ain't having none of that. But then when I thought about it, I went back to the series after watching that, and I remembered um, when the androids first showed up. And you remember how Vegeta tried to hype up and they just broke his arm immediately? They have yep. always <laughs> been on that energy. They've always been like, nah, I'm gonna cut you off. And I think I learned something from that. <laughs> I learned that sometimes we do need to cut people off because sometimes people are stuck in the traffic. You know, they're in that powering up phase, but they're never actually getting anywhere. They're just yelling. And I think that's exactly the problem. People are just yelling with none of the powering up. And I think sometimes, as kind of dark as an analogy as that can get sometimes, I think we need to cut them off and say, hey, look, this isn't getting you anywhere. And I know it's yep. hard, but I think I think when you know good and well yep. that they need someone in their life, I think it becomes a very important thing to do. Because a lot of people, you know, I hate to use this as an example, but a lot of people are just one person away from not being here tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? I think 
a good example and it breaks my heart to bring it up so i just want to go over it lightly but i think etika was a great example you know i think etika said it himself is that like he just needed someone to talk to multiple times on stream and everyone kept joking in chat because they thought oh this is a bit this is a facade he's okay he's playing it up he's playing it up he's playing it up but re-watching going back through it you can see very much in his body language his tone his eyes he was hurting yep. he was hurting if anybody if anyone had been there that night i fully believe etiquette would still be here today and that's just my opinion oh, okay. but i think that in that situation there's a ton of people walking around who are definitely going to be etiquettes and it might not be something like taking their life but it could be something like trashing their own career how many times have you personally heard someone say they destroyed their own lives you know what i mean how many times have you heard someone lament over one mm -hmm. mistake and treated like the end of the world and i feel like th that's a <laughs> that's of the time where we need to come in because i i remember hearing a young jit that i knew just recently he hurt himself but he was like a d1 athlete and he was talking about oh it's over for me i'm gonna have to go d3 and i literally kept saying why and he got so annoyed with me because he was like you don't understand my sport you never played this sport you don't get it you don't get it and i kept saying why over and over he eventually got so mad at me it's like he was about to swing on me and then i was like bro a lot why is this the end and he was like bro because literally you have to understand and i was like i understand but i was like at the same time what about all the people who were in a worse position than you and they made it he's like i'm not them and i'm like why are you not them and he's like because i'm not and i'm like why are you not and he just he's getting frustrated with me at this point but i'm realizing that i'm getting through to him i'm like what's to stop you from being them he's like i don't work that hard i'm like, work harder he's like but it hurts i'm like okay then work harder he's like did you not hear him? i said i hear you he was so frustrated with me but he comes back to me three months later and his leg is still hurting right he's still injured he's like you know come to me tell me i took your advice i'm like what do you mean he's like i started working out i'm like you better not be working your leg out he's like no 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 i started working out the rest of my body i'll go to the gym in a wheelchair i'm like oh word he's like i go to the gym in a wheelchair i'm like oh you're crazy with it he's like yeah because i realized you're right why not let it be me and i think that's the issue with a lot of people is that when you try to reach out to them they're people I say this all the time, but people people do not know how to debate until they do not want to be helped. Then suddenly everyone is the greatest debater alive. Suddenly they have a thousand reasons, 52 facts and 36 citations for why they do not deserve to be in a better situation. You can't tell them nothing. They're convinced it's over. They're like, look at this, look at this. They start pulling out. I have never seen people start pulling up historical annotation until they're in a bad situation. It's like, look what happened in 1976 on June 3rd in Cali at West India High School. I'm like, yo. Yeah. You couldn't even tell me why you like yep. your favorite color yesterday. What's going on? But I, but I realized that it's, you know, as crazy as it is, I realized that a lot of times all people are doing is untapping that part of their brain that is very intelligent, very decisive when they feel like they mm -hmm. need it the most, but it's just in the worst way. And I think that's the cool thing. I think that we, me, you, other people, we could get people to take that energy and apply it somewhere else <laughs> because people are like i'm alone i'm alone i'm alone and i'm just sitting here like you realize that with all the energy you just put into proving to me why you couldn't do something you could have been spending that going and doing it right now right like you said you're a you're a professional coach of, of Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. and i don't think people realize how big it is 
to be in that situation. It has nothing to do with the sport or the title or the prestige. It has to do with the fact that you worked for it. You had to prove yourself. You had to show your merit. That's not a job you just wake up and get. You know, let's be honest, right? As much as people who flip burger deserve to have a living wage, absolutely deserve a living wage, you can go get that job tomorrow. There's a there's 10 restaurants down the road. Now you deserve to get yep. paid your money. No one should work and be poor. No one. But you can go get that job tomorrow. You can't go wake up and say, I'm going to go officiate one of the most competitive card games of all time. You can't wake up and say, I'm going to go ref in the NFL NBA. You can't. You absolutely cannot. And so for you to achieve that, that means that you woke up one day mm -hmm. and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You got the skill. You got the determination. And you made that for yourself. And let me ask you, do you feel like you got there yourself or do you feel like people helped you get Fact. there personally? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Are you um, ready? You know, now that I think about it, because I've never really thought about it. Um, I was asking you that you might cut off for a second there, just for a tiny second. But I hear you now. You're good. You're good. People, people definitely helped me get there. You know, in all the tournaments that I played in, all the time that I spent learning the ins and outs of the rules, the difference between when versus if, and um, the difference between a comma and a semicolon, and what they mean on the card. You know, all that matters. Like, go ahead. Oh, mom. Okay, word, word. Um, for sure, yeah, you know, for sure. No, no, for sure. I definitely hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, you know, the funniest thing is, um, I don't play competitive. I actually was 100% believing that I was where I am today simply um, because of myself for a long time. It wasn't until like maybe, but yeah, all the all, I guess two or three years ago, I started realizing that, um, quite frankly, I ain't sugar would, honey diced tea without the people around me. I was so convinced. How that oh man work, my yada, gpa yada. is the way it they is because of me me. me my form is the way it is because of me me and then i started having flashbacks to all these moments i am the one that really stuck with me was i was in the gym working out two three hours a day and i wasn't getting any progress and i really remember a guy coming up to me and saying i see you here every day and you don't look any different what are you doing wrong and it was like such a simple thing but I had a 30 minute conversation <laughs> with him. I went back to the gym the next day and I was invigorated. I went to the gym for half as long for the next month, every day, half as much time, half as many days of the week. I changed overnight almost. And I realized that as much as I wanted to sit there and go, well, I was doing everything kind of right. I was missing one key point, which was letting my body rest. And because I wasn't doing that, I wasn't getting results. And because of this one guy who I don't even know, to this day, I will never be able to find him and say thank you. A year later, my numbers are four times higher, five times higher than they ever I ever dreamed they were gonna be. And it's all because of that individual. So then I realized how many things in my life am I only here for because of other people? I realized that in class, in campus, I only made the class on time because my roommate woke me up. I swear to you, I would be late every day, every day if it wasn't for them. They would get up out of bed. They would get up out of bed and they would tap my shoulder and say, hey, yo, I think you got class at nine, right? 
I, I, you don't know how grateful I am for them because I, if they didn't do that, I'd be up at one o'clock facing every absence known to man. Every, I'm not good at waking up early. I'm not, I'm terrible at it. I really need someone to check me on that one. I don't know what it is about my body or me as a person, but if I go to bed at 10 p.m., I'm getting up at 11 or 12 every time, every time. If, if there's no alarm, if there's no alarm, it's 14 hours of sleep every day of the week. It's nothing for me. But they tapped me on my shoulder and they said, hey, man, don't you have a class at nine? And it, it, it bugged me. I wanted to get mad. I wanted to get flushed. Bro, get off me. Get off me, bro. But I got the class. I got my grades because I got the class because I sat down because I got a coffee. And it's so funny how the dominoes fall in place. I would be aggravated because I was so up early that I would go get a coffee. I would go get a coffee <laughs> and I'd be up too early for class. So I would go to the gym. I would go to the gym. So you know you know when you work out, your brain is stimulated. Wow. I would come to class ready to learn. And it was all because somebody annoyed me. And that's when I realized that sometimes people in your lives, even when they're annoying you, even when you don't know them, even when they're random strangers, the smallest things are literally making you who you are today. Everyone has that person in their life right now who is tapping on their shoulder and saying, hey, get up and they don't like it they hate it with a passion it could be a sibling probably a sibling it could be family it could be friends it could be all groups of people but i think we as people yep. need to look around and learn to appreciate that because I, I don't think anybody i don't think there's a single person walking this earth that would have made it as far as they did without that person tapping on their shoulder what do you think Take your time, take your time. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dial it back a bit here and um, I, I'm trying I'm gonna try and touch on everything that you covered, but I don't know if I'll be able to remember all of it by the time I finish talking because you know ADHD brain and all that. But um, I never, every day, I, I actually have a thing that I do where every day I think about all the people who I have. And you know, I've got my mom, right? My mom is my biggest supporter, my number one. She's been, she's been there for me through everything. Like I'm a total mama's boy. Uh, every time I said, you know, I want to do this, that, or the other thing, and it was some extravagant dream, she wouldn't, you know, shut it down like most people do. Oh, that's like impossible to do. Why would you even want to try? My mom would sit down and go, okay, well, you know that's gonna be hard. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay then, what do you think the first step towards that is? Like, that would be cool. I would and, and, I would uh, brag to the end of the year. You know, I so know that I always, person. I know I, him. <laughs> you know, when I post something about like how I want to be a voice actor, because I do, you know, that's why I'm really excited to have this room treated for uh, voice recording and stuff everybody's always on it you know they're like yeah man i can't wait to I can't that's wait a big to dream but i can see it for you i can see it for you for sure spider-man in 20 years you know or hear you on spider-man in 20 years um <clears throat> no seriously uh voicing voicing spider-man and voicing the cat uh like half the cast of winnie the pooh those are like my two dreams as a voice actor yeah. Uh, my man, thank you. Um, but like, 
you know, and, and a bunch of other stuff too. But yeah. I make sure to make note of the fact that you know I have all these people in my corner. I have all these people, like my friend, my friend Troy, really good friend of mine. He let me live with him for like three months because, uh, well, I don't have the best relationship with my stepdad, right? And I financially, I can't move out right now, right? Like I can't cover rent on my own. I can't do a bunch of shit financially. But mentally and emotionally, I'm ready to be out. I've been ready for yeah. years. And finally, I was like at the end of my rope. Well, Troy let me stay at his place and sleep in, sleep downstairs at his place for months. And, you know, he did say that the only reason that he really kept letting me do that, even though rent-free, literally, I was not paying rent, is because, you know, I, I, I carried my weight in other ways. You know, they needed paper towels or toilet paper. I would go buy paper towels or toilet paper. They, um, if the, if the sink was overflowing with dishes, I would do the dishes. If the trash got full, I'd take out the trash, you know, like, and I would do it without anybody going, wow. hey, Colin, can you wow, do this? that's nice. Like, the shit would just get done. And I did it because I was actually trying to repay the kindness that he was showing me. That's what I was trying to do. But, um, that was all very off topic. That was just world building here. Okay. <laughs> um, when I was talking about how I want to start recording and I want to start being a voice actor, he said he'd be willing to work with me and set up a recording studio in the basement. That's good people. That's good people right there. Because, like, he... Yeah, and he's got a computer where... Because I want to upload stuff to YouTube, you know, not just my TikTok, but YouTube as well for, like, gaming, just to showcase the voice acting that I can do. And he said he would be more than obliged to let me set up in his basement or for sure, studio, for sure. and then he'd help me edit and all that stuff and yeah and i'm surrounded by people like that you know i'm surrounded by these people who at the drop of a hat you know all i'll say is an off-handed remark you know oh man i wish i had this boom all of a sudden they got they got the resources to do it and they got three different freaking ways to do it you know, and, and they got all these plans. And as I was looking at the people around me, they all have people like that too. It's just a lot of them aren't aware of it. It's not always your mom, your brother, your sister. It's not always your best friends who you go out drinking with every night. It's not always your best friends who you hang out with at the bookstore, you know, whatever you guys do for your ritual. Sometimes, now, Troy is a really close friend. I want to preface it with that. But sometimes it's a total stranger or somebody who's barely king in energy king energy we love to see that all of a sudden you know they they catch wind that you need something boom they've got it and um i want to use my friend michael as an example here now the people who helped michael are also people that are close to him so this might not be the most accurate example but he recently went through some stuff that i am not going to list because you know it's very personal for him but he was in yeah, like, um, but he was in a really bad spot. Um, and you know what they say, the mess has to get worse before it can get better. Like, when you're cleaning, it always starts to look worse before it starts to look better. And that's kind of what was happening here, was he was really cutting himself out of a toxic situation, and he was basically giving that toxic situation his middle finger, but it was really messing with his home life. It was really messing with his ability to, you know, support himself and stuff because the mess was starting to get worse before it was starting to get better.
but then you know he had some family members come forward and get him a job his best friend let him room with her you know and they just stepped forward and said hey we can do this and that, that was it. They, they caught wind that he was in a bad spot, and they came mm-hmm. over. And, you know, people are going to be listening to this, and they're going to be like, well, I was in a situation like that, and nobody came forward. And that does happen. And sometimes it's up to us to reach out, you know. Sometimes people aren't going to catch wind of our, of our plight, of our situation. And that's, that's when it becomes up to us to make it known, you know. And that's why, you know, um, I post a lot of my business on social media. Not, not because I'm like trying to overshare, but because I want to make sure people get wind of it. If I want to, if I'm uploading videos to TikTok to showcase my voice acting, you know, I want people to know about that. I'm not just going to post it to TikTok and expect people to know about it. Okay, for sure, for I'm sure. Push I like it. that. I like that a lot. Actually, get that coverage. So. In the same vein as sometimes people will help us at the drop of a hat when they catch wind of it, they have to catch wind of it to begin with. They have to know you need help. In the same vein as you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped, you can't get help if you don't enable the people around you to help you. I appreciate that. That I was I was really excited to talk about this topic with you. Um, and so, what made me think of it, right, was in your snakes on a plane. I can't remember exactly what you said anymore. I should have written it down because I, I I had a whole fucking spiel for it, right? And I'm trying to watch the profanity. Sorry, that one slipped out. <laughs> but when you were talking about the snakes on a plane you said something about how like you know no interesting character ever <laughs> actually did it alone you know they they went to get help never and not one time that was what made me think you know you're never alone you know all the greatest most admired heroes out there you know besides a few have never done it alone and even the crazy overpowered heroes didn't do it alone you know anakin skywalker always had obi-wan for sure uh, spider-man has had help numerous times and so has peter parker you know Uh, goku has never won one of his big fights solo Mm. well yeah like goku goku like when you think anime protagonists especially shonen anime protagonists for 90 percent of the world's population goku is the first face they see i like that one of the most iconic anime protagonists out there has never done it alone you know and he's never been alone dante in devil may cry you know he's his whole spiel is he's kind of a gary stew you know he's always been that character that's too tough to be put down he's never done it alone he's had help and like are you talking about uh you're talking about uh that was what you said was no character had ever had ever done done their whole adventure without a challenge i wish that i had a genos in my life my lord didn't be there to get their groceries like point, sheesh no, he doesn't do it alone he still has help does he need the help no but he's got um you know his sidekick name just slipped my mind uh <laughs> Yes, I'm talking about Genos. Thank you. 
He's got Genos who will help him at the drop of a hat if he needs it. Bro, literally. Like, <laughs> uh, and and that's that's what I really wanted to touch on is you know it's it's important to remember. It's important to remind yourself how all these people have helped you. No, no, that's actually that's actually really like, good uh, advice. People might be like, "Oh, that's kind of crass," but no, I think um, actually that's exactly crass as it needs to, to be to because help to reach out for help a lot of people so will definitely pretend to help you just to score up on you. It's the weirdest thing to me. Like people who literally, I think a great example actually was something recent. Those PP loans, I saw people charging thirty percent of the whole loan to um help them file it but what a lot of people didn't know at the time is that if you do get the pp loan you essentially have to spend the whole thing meaning the moment you spend money on that loan to cover someone else for filing your loan mm -hmm. the government got you in prison the government got you in prison and i was like that's such a sad thing to see because you know part of my friendship but it was mainly my people I would see them on Facebook, social media. Hey, I got you guys. I have the new PP loans. I got y'all. I'll file your paperwork. You just owe me 20 out of the 50 grand. I'm like, you realize that the moment they give you that 20 grand and they can't write down on their paperwork, they spent that 20 grand on work-related instances because the government won't count someone else filing Ooh. it for you, especially since it was free to file. That's another thing. It was free to file. It was easy to file. It took zero effort to file it. I can go file it right now. I'm not going to because I have no business to file it under, but I could go file it right now in the next 10 minutes and have it next week with a $0 spent, except if you want to count maybe the electricity in my laptop. But people were charging like 20 grand for that. They were scamming other people, a lot of times in the same ethnicity, like black on black type stuff. And, I, and it hurt my heart because I was like, this is a bad situation for people who are already in a bad situation. Y'all are trying to get up on people, but it's not just a race thing. Mm -hmm. I see people try to get up on people every day. Even now, I promise you, I hate to say it, but someone's gonna try to get up on you, Colin, because you're gonna get in a situation where you're gonna be big time voice acting because you're already doing amazing. You sound great. People yeah. love the sound. People are gonna support you. You got this. And when that happens, when that happens, someone's gonna be like, Hey, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity. And it's not going to be good people or they're gonna, They're not. They're going to act different when they get the opportunity. I think um, I think Jay Cole said it in one of his songs where he was like he started peeping yep. that one of the homies that hang around always mad at him acting like they where he's supposed to be. And I think that that's a prime example of what people will do. A lot that. of people will falsely uplift you literally just to get a cut of the help. And some people justify it in the weirdest way. They're like, well, I'm the reason they're there in the first place. But a dozen other people could have done that for you. A dozen other people could have done it for free. And like you said, you have a great person who's willing to help you get a studio, who will really help you stay there rent free. And there's no shame in that. I, I don't think I've ever met a person who hasn't needed somebody's help in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I like people love quoting, what is it, the Jeff Bezos thing, where he made his whole empire. People keep, people love to leave out the $300,000 he got before all of that people love to leave that up they're like yeah look at jeff bezos porn porn a garage he built a multi-billion dollar company yes him and a small loan of three hundred thousand dollars imagine imagine what you imagine what the average person could do with three hundred thousand dollars look people would love to say oh they're all gonna spend it 
lies. Even if the average person was given 300 grand for free, no money needed back. I promise you, at least 100 grand of that would mm-hmm. go to better in their lives. School, because people are so people yep. are so aware now. We're not in the same generation we were in way back. People were poor because they were ignorant, unaware, and they were getting oppressed. <laughs> people are now oppressed, Imagine. but they're aware. I think, and I, it's a sad thing to say, I think the pandemic was great for America. I don't, I'm not happy at all that people lost their lives. But I think people being stuck in their houses, not having jobs, being able to watch exactly what was happening in real time mm-hmm. opened a lot of people's eyes. I'm hearing people who used to work beside me for $10 an hour like it was nothing. I heard a friend of mine who used to work for $10 an hour, 60 hours a week, every day, six days a week, 10 hours a day, like it was nothing. And I, you know what I heard come out their mouth? I heard them say, I think this is unfair. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, isn't it kind of unfair? Like, this store makes millions of dollars and we make $10 an hour. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> what? I'm like, what? Like, this person is a person I would never have a really intellectual conversation with. And it's not because they were dumb. It's because they were so cut off from that kind of conversation. There was no point in having that conversation. They were smart as get out. They were smart as get out. They actually could engineer and weld and stuff like that. And they were just unable to get a job due to something on their record. It's a sad world we live in. But and as far as that specific conversation, they never had that kind of financial, political, or economic literacy to talk about <laughs> that. So to hear them bring that up, it blew my mind. I had to like take, you know when you hear someone say something and you literally get quiet, like you're shocked. Like you legit think it doesn't make, like there's like a loop in the matrix. You heard something wrong. And I really thought I heard something wrong. I looked at him and I was like, what did you say? He was like, well, you know, it's just kind of unfair that like here we are making $10 an hour. Like we have to work every day. Like they don't even make anyone wear a mask in here. We can get COVID and die. And this store is making millions of dollars. And I'm like, no, no, you're right. Keep going. Keep, keep. I was encouraged. I was like, no, no, keep, keep talking. Keep talking. He was like, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, he's like, he started going off. I'm just sitting here listening to him talk. And I'm like, yo, did the pandemic wake people up? And that's a sad thing to say. But now I'm starting to wonder, did the pandemic wake people up? I'm hearing people who every day swore to God that nothing was wrong in the universe talk about man i need to start my own business man i need to start doing stuff for fun why am i always working i need to get a hobby i'm like yeah are y'all serious people are like i, I think the, my, the classic one is i'm hearing people say in the baker dozens they're saying why am i working when unemployment pays this much i think the moment the government proved that they could pay unemployment to people like in mass people are like why do we why do we work for what we work for why, why do we, you know what I mean? Like people started realizing something's not adding up here. Something that I'm over here working 40 hours a week. That person is making more unemployment. People, mm-hmm. people stopped getting angry at other people for succeeding and started wondering why that wasn't happening to them too. Now, of course, it's still not big enough, right? You still have people who argue, well, why should they get $15 an hour? I will, then I only make 15. Like, bro, if you don't go be mad about that, mm-hmm. you should be mad. How are you, first off, any welder, yeah, literally. Any welder I've ever met, they work on these structures that can cost anywhere between a couple thousand, dozen thousand, hundred thousand, millions of dollars. And you're you're like, yeah, I make 15 hours because I'm an apprentice welder. Yeah. Um, is that is that okay with you? Like, are you good with that? I'm like, how much was the project? They're like, oh, it was nine million dollars. I'm like, how long did you work on it? Um, like five months with a bunch of other welders. How many? Like ten? How are you? I thought doing the math in my head. I'm like, okay, like forty grand. <laughs> 10, like $400,000, $9 million. Um, there seems to be some money missing here. I'm like, well, the profit margin, he's like, oh, you know, we got it all from strap steel. I'm like, so the company just made like $8 million. 
they made eight million in pure profit. They paid y'all and have eight million dollars laying around afterwards. And y'all are okay with that. And he started breaking it down to me. He was like, well, you know what? You know, I never thought, I'm like, exactly. Jackass, that's the problem. You're mad at, you're mad at people flipping, flipping burgers. You're like, ah, oh, they don't deserve 15. You deserve more. They deserve more. Everyone deserves more. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so hard to get people to understand it. And teachers are the worst example. I live in yep. North Carolina right now. And when I tell you teachers don't make money, I don't even know off the top of my head what it is, but I'll Google it real quick mm -hmm. because it was the craziest number. Teachers, full-time teachers here in North Carolina, on the <laughs> low end, make anywhere between 20 to 40 grand. The highest I've ever seen is like 60 grand, but it's like 20, 40. Imagine you are a four-year student. You're Yo, teaching literally. to people. You're teaching to people's children the future of the country. <laughs> you make less than the mm -hmm. than the same people who are substitute teachers, because apparently substitute Yo. teachers make even more money than regular teachers. It has something to do with it has something to do with some loophole, some bylaw here. But substitute teachers make more here than regular teachers. And that's not to say that they don't just both deserve money, but the fact that these people who are teaching the youth basically make less than almost every other field. You can legit here in North Carolina, you can actually go manage a restaurant at a low end, like you know, tier one manager, not even like a GM, tier one manager, and you can make a comparable wage to a teacher. And I'm not saying that both of these people don't Yo, deserve what? money, but we're talking teachers. Teachers are gonna create the new doctors. Teachers are gonna create the new nutritious. Teachers are gonna create the new geologists and the majors of everything. Teachers are gonna be the reason that people invent, build, and create in this country. And you're telling them that they don't deserve to live above the poverty line. Cause here, teachers make below the poverty line almost everywhere. It's the craziest thing. Imagine you're got those academics you know being a teacher isn't easy you have to like do so many programs you have to do so much internship you gotta be like a teacher understudy you have to like show you're good with kids there's so much that goes into it and it's even a very competitive field because there's you know there at least there it was a competitive field and i was like mm -hmm. they put in all that work just to be poor anyway you know in this country and that's again another example of people needing to reach out and help because someone has to right we as people together someone has to get together and we have to get together and we have to change these kind of rules and laws it doesn't make any sense you know there's archaic laws all over this country right like there's some laws where i'm not going to get too into it but i'm sure you know that if a woman's assaulted right that the man is legally entitled to what happens to the child like there are some archaic laws out there and they're not gonna go away until we change these things nothing's gonna change it's just not people it's people it's governmental it's political it's every level of the world requires people to reach out and help because you know i think people love to say it's not that serious about these kind of issues specifically talking about people not being alone but i don't think people realize that it keeps going it magnifies first you're not alone yep. you're working a minimum wage job and you're barely able to get by or you can't get by then you're a teacher and you can't get by then you're then you're a government worker and you're getting tape walled off and then so on you get my point it keeps going up up and up and up and up and it's like there's no point even as a president right we had uh, Obama get elected and I'm not saying I, f I support Obama I'm just saying we had Obama elected and before Obama made a movement there were people slurring him immediately. It's like, no matter what level you get to, there will never be a moment where you're getting 100% respect, you're getting 100% positive energy, you're getting 100% goodness around you. And I think that's why it's so important to build yep. those kind of groups around you, why it's so important to have people reach out and be like, hey, look, I'm gonna help you, we're gonna help you, we're gonna do this together because 
without those, I feel like you end up very vulnerable and open. I feel like, I feel like you become a victim immediately. When you don't have anyone in your corner to talk to you, it's so easy to let those thoughts get in your head. You're, I was at work a couple months back. I was working at a place called Cookout. It's a terrible restaurant, but you know what? The food is cheap and it's good because help people who are poor manage to eat. It's like $6 for like 1800 calories. It's not great for you, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna starve. You know what I mean? It's not, you're not gonna starve. It's not great for you, but you're not gonna starve. But I remember telling my manager, yep. they wanted me to come work more. And you know, I'm in school full time and they wanted me to work more. And I told her, I can't, I'm in school full time. And she tried to play it off as a joke, but she was like, what do you need school for? And, and right then and there, I knew as much as she tried to play it off as a joke, she was trying to worm that in my head. You know what Ooh. I mean? She was trying to convince me otherwise. She was like, You're not she was like you know, I make $100,000 as the general manager here. You can make 60, 70 grand as the assistant manager. I'm like, first off, that's a lie. Secondly, I'm in school to go do law. I'm trying to make a change in the world. It's not about money. And I'll probably still make more, but I just want to make a change. And she's just like, oh, I mean, like, what's the point? Nothing ever changes anyway. And in that moment, like you said earlier, putting up the middle finger, cutting them off, I had to. I quit the job immediately. I quit the job immediately because I knew that as much as I wanted to play it off, like it wasn't getting in my ear, I knew it would be nothing for me to have a bad college semester, come back there to work in the summer and then go, <laughs> you know what? I can work here my whole life. Exactly, exactly. So it like worms in your head and you're like, and now next thing you know, time flashes forward and you're 35 working at cookout still. And you never even got that hundred grand she lied about. It's like, <laughs> so it's like, I think it's really important that we have to, like you said, put up the middle finger and cut them off. Because if you don't do that, I promise you, people are going to get over on you. People are I going to find here. a way yep. to benefit off of your existence yep. when they don't deserve that. Because it's, there's a difference between being uplifted. We gotta go uplift people, yes. But when someone says, how can I use you as a stepping stool? That's a whole different <laughs> conversation. So I like that you said that. The whole putting up your middle finger and cutting them off. I think that that's exactly as crass as it needs to be because the moment people decide that your future is not as important as their desires, they've been the more, most crass you can be. There's nothing more crass than deciding that I don't deserve my future because you're having a hard time. And I mean, that's all I have to say on that. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That is a fact. That is a goddamn fact. Uh, that that was actually where I was gonna go with it. You know. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you you plotted oh, so on me. You you literally woke up and chose to plot on my life, and I'm the crass one for being offensive. Get out of here! Nah, nah, get out of my I'm face! Like, get out of my face! No way! Yeah. No way! Because they people, were only helping me for their own purpose. People use some crazy terms, man. I I think people like, really yeah. activate gaslighting. Um, the moment you say, "Hey, what people, you're doing is you know, wrong," you know, people turn you the gaslighting you know, up to ten. I mean, that blimp is moving. Well, I think it's when you tell them they did, they did something wrong, they will find so. <laughs> every single way to make you like the bad person. You know, you know, it can be something as simple as being like, "Oh, I let you live here rent free for a month." You could be like, "But I also." put gas in your car cleaned your entire house fed you and got you groceries if we start adding up the tab it's like i definitely played paid my rent 
actually, like if we start doing the math, I just didn't give you the rent. Literally, I gave you the money, but then like, no, 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 you didn't give me the rent. So now I need you to come out of a thousand dollars. You know, it's crazy. I've actually had that happen. I actually, just like you, lived with somebody for a period of time and I actually did the calculations. I had to pay my rent every month and just helping them, small things, whether it be sending them an Uber, putting gas in their car, cleaning the house, doing stuff like that. I did the math and I was like, I cook for them almost every day. I cut their food bill down from like hundreds a month to a hundred a month, you know what I mean? I put gas in their car when I wasn't even driving it. I cleaned the house, that's a maid service right there. You know what I mean? I was doing things for them that made it so I easily covered the rent. And then I noticed that they knew that because when I offered to pay the rent when I started working, they said no. That's when I got suspicious. I was like, well, hold up. Your whole complaint was that I wasn't paying the rent. I'll pay your rent right now. Like, I'll fix the problem right now. And they were like, no, they were like, no, 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 you're good, you're good. I was just saying, I was like, what are you saying? No, 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 what are you saying? And that's when I realized yep. that they did the calculations already. They knew they were making more money, saving more time. They were coming home to making all these messes and getting it cleaned up for them for free. Their car was never on E. They never had to cook for themselves. They knew the situation was good for them and they were trying to get more out of it by making me feel worse. And I was like, nah, you gotta, you gotta go. I packed yeah, my bag exactly. that night and I was like, nah, you gotta go. You're not a good person. And they sat there and texted me afterwards and threatened to call the cops and all types of stuff. They're like, you lived here rent free. I'll tell the cops that you owe me this, that, and a third. And come on now, I'm, I was in school. I've been to school for criminal justice. You know, in law school, you gotta be here for a long time. I knew that's not possible. I was like, I ain't signed no lease. There's no evidence in terms. I simply said, I have no idea what you're talking about and left it right then and there. Like, do what you're yeah. gonna do. And you know what? I never got called back by them. But in that moment, I realized that they were really just helping me out. So I realized, you know, you definitely have to differentiate between the people that are trying to help you and the people that are trying to help you to help them. So that's what I'm gonna leave it at. You got any thoughts le left on? Um, nothing really, you know, I, I think you covered it pretty well right there. Um, that is something that I was pretty grateful for. Uh, I overheard a conversation one night where people were actually asking Troy, you know, why, um, he had some friends over and they were asking him, you know, why are you okay with, um, with, with Colin staying here when he's not paying rent? And he said, because Colin pitches his share. He said, Colin takes out the trash. Colin does the dishes. Colin uh, just bought us a new can opener because our can opener sucked, you know? Like, um, so, like, I'm very grateful to Troy for letting me stay under his roof pretty much rent-free. Um, and for him, you know, accepting the effort that I was putting in to try to repay the kindness that he was showing me as, you know, a valid thing. And... It's not, a, you know, not everybody's going also, to have I like Troy. I like that right? a lot. I like, like that a lot. And I like, you know, I like that you mentioned their names. Well, I think Ian a lot of people Troy, say, have no problem saying I got help, but I never hear names. And I'm like, come on now. What uh, if I meet these people down the road? You know, it's a small world. You know, the kind of stuff that I do for someone, if I know they help someone I know, I promise you people will be surprised. Especially If I meet someone, I'm like, oh, you're the... 
Hey, you want to get some meat? Your, is your gas tank going to eat? Let, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Because I know that they helped out someone I care about. You know what I mean? So it's, it's always nice to hear those names because I'm like, I promise you, I put them down on a mental list. And I'm like, if I'm ever in that area, I'm taking everybody out to eat. Let's go. Let's go. Pack your bag. Look good, son. What y'all want? You know what I mean? <laughs> My man. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, um, I I had another pair of friends like that actually who who did the same thing for me that Ian and Troy did. So you know I kind of hit the lottery twice on people who would help me, uh, and they were Jackie and Cece. I love the two of them to death. They're two of the greatest people I've ever met. And uh, my friendship with Jackie actually started with a date, uh, <laughs> and it was just we went to go see Venom. And I just posted, you know, I, I want to go see Venom. And she was like, oh, I want to go see Venom too. And I was like, shit, when you trying to go see it? And she was like, I mean, I'm broke right now. And I was like, I mean, that's not what I asked. And so I ended up messaging her and we, we scheduled the time to go see Venom. So it was a very casual date. You know, it wasn't like it was a date where we were, we were together or anything. And uh, we hit it off. Like, not, not romantically. There was definitely no romantic interest from either side, I don't think. But she ended up one of the best people in my life, and then she introduced me to her roommate, Cece, and Cece ended up one of the best people in my life as well. And they did the same thing for me, you know, they let me live on their couch for like a month, and they were gonna let me keep living there, but I had to go back home because, you know, emotionally, mentally, I couldn't deal with the fact that I was basically just squatting on their couch, not doing anything. And it, it was different from when I was staying with Ian and Troy for me, because I wasn't doing anything around the house. Like, the dishes always got done before I could get to them. The trash always just got taken out. Whoever saw that the, the can was full took it out. And so, like, usually uh, Cece had to be up in the morning for work, so she would usually see that the dishes needed done or the trash needed taken out first, and she'd just take care of it before she went to work. So I, I was just squatting there, rent-free, not doing anything, so, you know, I personally couldn't deal with that. Uh, so, so I went back home. But they would have just kept, let me keep, keep, keep staying there. And like, so I, I actually just brought that one up because you know you said you like hearing names, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me drop another one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, honestly, this is a nice podcast. I like this. This is a good conversation. I think you added some really beautiful insight. Honestly, I really do appreciate you hopping on, Colin, because you know, I think people think I have all the answers, and I don't. And I think other people do have some answers. And honestly, I like your your intimacy and honesty about living in people's places because I think that's a very common thing for a lot of people. But um, I think at the same time, a lot of people don't want to admit it. I, I know a lot of people who definitely only survived because someone else gave them housing for a while. And I think you're an example of that. I'm an example of that. I'm literally an example of that. I spent six months room with people before for free. And I know other people have. So um yeah man that's that's dope that's beautiful honestly that's really dope um do you want to drop your social media sure um on facebook i am colin stewart uh right now i've got a mental health awareness profile picture um 
and that's really the only social media besides TikTok that I use right now. Um, I'm gonna get my Snapchat back eventually, but and my Instagram back eventually, but right now I don't use either of those. But my TikTok is Colin underscore Stewart underscore VA. You can find me on TikTok. I like the voice acting title. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's see, man. Look, check it out. You let me know. You let me know when you have those. So the next time we talk, we can drop those down too. So I get you right. Because everyone who comes on here, and I want to actually turn into something. I want to make this conversation with people. I want to talk to people again. I want to see what they are. I really want to make this like a social commentary. So next time when you have those, I want you to drop those because what I want is I want people to find better people in their lives. And that doesn't mean, you know, when they go, oh, I know David and I know you through David, it doesn't mean you owe him anything. It just means I want them to have positive people around them because you're positive. You're good people. I want you around people. I want people to say, you know, I met Colin before and he made my life better just by talking to me. And I'm like, thank you. Yes, there we go. There we go. Because, you know, everyone needs that positivity. Yeah, I really appreciate you hopping on. I mean, all jokes aside, this is uh, this has been David Brown and Colin Stewart at the You Are the Main Character podcast, and we are bringing you what inspirational takes, honest perspectives, and insight into lives to be raw and emotional, so you can learn something from that. I hope y'all have a blessed day. Hope y'all have a blessed day.